Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. This will be episode 63 of On the Spot Sports, and we have another fantastic interview for you guys. We have the Goose, a.k.a. Dylan Caffrey, who is an emergency backup goalie for the NHL's Nashville Predators. So we talk a lot about what got him into being an NHL e-bug, some stories with uh, with uh, another NHL e-bug, National Predators, Dustin Smith, who we've also had on the podcast. And it's going to be a good one. So just, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. We'll catch you, catch you later. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm alongside my co-host, Tyler. And today, we have a very special episode. We're honored to have another National Predators emergency backup goalie, Dylan Goose Caffreon. Goose, how are you? Oh, buddy, I'm great. How are you? We're doing good. Just we're it's an honor to have you on. We're very excited and just can't wait to get this thing going. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it for sure. Yeah, no problem. So uh, first off, can you like tell the viewers about like your back, your like background, like how you got into hockey, when you started, like the teams that you were on before, like where you are now? Oh, for sure. So I started playing ho- like roller hockey when I was seven. My uh, my dad's from Massachusetts, and I'm pr- I'm in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And we ended up playing where an Ace Hardware is now at some weird roller rink where the sides weren't even square. It was like a trapezoid kind of shaped rink. I mean, chain link fence with giant gaps in it. A DJ booth on one side, a brick wall. And I mean, to me back then, that was just oh, who cares? It's fun hockey. And ever since then, I just kind of started getting into it more and more. And I actually started out playing defense, too, which is kind of funny. I hated goaltending. Absolutely hated it. So when I hit about 10 years old, my buddy played goalie, and I was like, that looks kind of fun. And I started playing it, and I was like, I actually just ended up being decent at it. Just liked flopping around. Dominic Kashik was cool back then. So I liked him, Curtis Joseph, those guys. And um, after 11 years old, I started playing um, travel hockey in Nashville. for the, It was the Ice Tigers back in the day, just single A. And then I did the Flyers, which was double A, then ended up doing the triple A with them. Played one small stint in juniors, like just tier three junior A, nothing crazy in Montana. That was a blast. You guys, everyone should go to Montana. It's amazing. Um, And then came back here, started doing more coaching stuff. Like I pretty much coach full time now, but I mean, I just loved getting into hockey. And and then ever since, well, I guess I say this. When I got back, I was I did college for about three years and then finally graduated that. Thank God. That was awesome. But then it was um was it Ben Ben Vanderclaw, the goalie coach of the Preds, and then uh, um Walker, Brendan Walker reached out to me. And we skated with the guys in the summertime and stuff in training skates with Tim McAllister and me and Bonesy both did that. And he was like, Hey, would you wanna be the emergency backup goalie? We're doing kind of a more official thing now. And I was like, yeah, for sure. That sounds pretty awesome. I'll sign up for that in a heartbeat. So to start doing that, it's been my fourth year doing basically that. And other than that, I just play some men's league stuff here and there, but again, coaching full time. So it's, it's tough to be on the ice pretty much 24 seven. So I try and, you know, space out the men's league stuff, but if it's a Pred skate or something or a high level skate, always sign me up or anything like that. But yeah. You said when you, like hated goaltending from a very young age uh, and then jumped forward to like a couple years later. What did you like expect when you started goaltending? Like, did you expect to love it or did you expect to hate it? 
Well, I expected to love it because everyone's like, the gear is so cool. Everyone, all the kids I coach are like, oh, I want to try goalie because they love like, you know, making saves. Everyone thinks they're cool. And I got in net and I couldn't move that well. And I was like, man, that's hot. So this is kind of stupid. Like, I don't like this. Honestly, this drives me kind of nuts. And then my buddy like really ended up liking it. And I was like, hey, like just like kid mentality of like, hey, you're having fun. I want to do what he's doing. And just jumped back in that for a second time and ended up doing really well. And I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like this. Because everyone was like, man, you played so good. You were kind of like the hero in that sense. And so I was like, I actually kind of like being the guy that everyone relies on for that kind of stuff. So I just kind of took off from there, basically. Yeah, so um, you started out playing roller hockey for a little bit. So, like, what was, like, roller hockey like for you? And, like, do you, how do you think it, like, transitioned into, like, playing ice from roller? Oh, man, it's – the games are so similar, but they're completely different, <laughs> honestly. For roller, like, it was, like, more flop style. Again, you once you're set somewhere and you try and make a save and you drop a butterfly or whatever – you're you're done though if they make a move or sell you you have to flop and dive and with ice I was like man I can actually push and slide like this is way better so nowadays if people ask me to play roller goalie I'm like no thanks never again I would rather skate out and play ice or play roller than you know play goalie and that stuff for sure ice is where it's at it's just like I tried to play roller in Chattanooga for a little bit where I went to college just a little fun thing they needed like a goalie for the day and I'm like yeah I'll, I'll try it again see what happens the first shot went in on me from like probably the bottom of the circle. I tried to shift over into reverse and I just stopped and just went right past my leg. And I was like, well, yep, that's, that's why I play ice. That, this is exactly why I play ice. But yeah, so once I, I did that, I just fell in love with ice hockey goalie. And I mean, I mean, seriously, ever since then, I just took off from there. But it was funny when I went to play ice, I didn't really realize, nor my dad realized the equipment difference. I'm wearing roller hockey pants, like a catcher's chest guard with no arm protection. And this is giant, big, you know, the Franklin gloves back in the day, the massive ones. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm wearing those, this tiny helmet. I look like this little like robot human dude. Oh, it's crazy. And then like, um, it was Mitch Korn was my first camp. And he was like, what are you wearing? And my dad was like, oh yeah, he's good. And he's like, we shoot pucks here. Like you're, you're going to get killed in the arms and like the legs. My dad was like, oh, so we had to run to a play it against sports and try and find anything we could to like cover my body. It was just it's just funny how the difference is as far as the sports go. Yeah, you would you wouldn't think that, but like Tyler and I we both like play like I don't I don't play goalie as a roller goalie. Like I, I just stick to the forward there. Yeah. For and sure. like we're like my friends invited invited us to go and I was like, let's go. And like we went and like but we didn't have rollerblades on. Like we just were just running around, like in like our shoes, and it's a it's a different game for sure. It's all about like more it's more skill in roller than than anything I think, especially since especially goalie goal goaltending too. Like you don't have the ability to slide over like you would on the ice. But either way, it's fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, those guys have like the sickest hands in roller hockey. I'm just like, what? Do you, how do you do any of that? That's crazy to me. Yeah. So uh, you were you were a defenseman, and so like, what made you like be a defenseman rather than a forward when you first started? I think I just had this like just defensive mindset ever since I was a kid. Like I liked protecting the goal, like protecting the house. I just could see things from a defensive perspective better than I could an offensive perspective. Like at a young age, I kind of got the concept of like angling off the guy, not just like skating at him, but kind of like trying to drive him wide. 
And so they just kept putting me on defense, like, hey, if Goose is on the ice, like, or a court roll or whatever, like, he, we have a chance of keeping it out. And I could just, back then, when I was, like, seven, eight, I would just get the puck and smack it up the wall. But we'd always have a guy cherry picking to grab the puck and go score. So back then it worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, as a as a goal goalie right now, I don't I don't know why I didn't play defense. Like I always like that like offense and just scoring. Like I'll still do, I'll still like go go out like in men's league and just like skate out and like it. I don't, I don't know why I just love love goal scoring and like being like at the front of everything rather than playing oh, yeah. defense. I mean, it's polar opposite from what you're used to, right? So I, mean, I can definitely see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like I make a lot of saves. Now I'm gonna go score some goals. Yeah, and like as a, as like a goal, you like find like your tendencies like as a as a four and like where to shoot and like where to like where to score. Oh yeah. Oh man. I so coaching definitely helped me with my goal scoring ability because I know how to read the goalies and what they're gonna do because I think the same way. And it's just funny the stuff I get them with. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what did you even do? I'm like, I know how you think. <laughs> It's fun because everyone's like, I'm sure you know the same thing too. It's like you guys are goalies. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're goalies. Yeah, like I, I love goalie, but there's always something about scoring a goal and playing out. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like the way I kind of explain it to like everyone who asks me, they're like, dude, you're a goalie. Why don't you play goalie more? Because everyone begs the goalies to play for everything, and I'm like, it goalie is more rewarding. Like it's you can't take any time off. It's always hard work. You can't just like half try and goalie or it's not fun for anybody you have to go all or nothing but when you're skating yeah. out you can talk to your buddies you're not on an island you're just having fun you could not try fall down who cares it's just way more fun and like no pressure that's just the way that i looked at it yeah like and when so i, I go, love skating out too yeah like when i go play pickup and like everyone knows i'm a goalie and when that whenever i skate out they're like why aren't you in net i'm like i, I just want to take it like a like a chill day and just like enjoy like enjoy like talking to talking to my buddies like scoring some goals but I'll I'll just go out since I'll play like a couple nights a week I'll just go back the next night and just play goalie and like everything everything will be fine everyone will act like nothing happened oh yeah and it gives you time to miss it you can dial it back in you, and you, yeah exactly it's like why don't you guys play goalie have you ever played goalie there you go there's your answer Exactly. So you you did play uh have a stint in junior in junior with in Montana. So like, how was that overall experience? And like, how did how did you think it helped like develop you as like a goalie? Like that for me. So I took a gap year. So I played U eighteen, and it was we had AAA up to U sixteen, and then U eighteen was double A. I played high school hockey too for Mount Juliet, and it kind of I was getting burned out of hockey. And like for down here, it's very like I say it's like. We travel every week, basically. I, it was such a different, like, routine from – I've had friends from Mich or, um, Minnesota who are like, what's travel hockey? We just, you know, we'll train five days a week, and then we'll go play on the weekends, and we'll have – we'll still be at home and just have fun. I'm like, that sounds amazing. We're dri driving to, you know, in Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Michigan, Chicago, everywhere, every single weekend just to try and get exposure and do all this. So by the time I hit juniors, I was pretty burned out of hockey, just trying to find, like, a spark again. And uh, when I went up there, again, I was scared, nervous to leave home, but I had, a, I had a buddy that played on the team too as a defenseman. And I got there, immediately fell in love. The team was so cool. The coach was awesome. Our barn was unreal. I had a view of, uh, in the, for my crease, of Whitefish Mountain, this giant ski mountain. It was so, so cool. And I just kind of found that, like, 
in Nashville, we had some guys who would try and not try. Kids who were like not always committed to hockey, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just like with girlfriends or whatever. You know what I mean? We just only yeah. have a small pond to pick from. Mm-hmm. And I, me and a few of the kids are always on the spectrum of like, hey, we're going to work hard. Let's do this. And then when no one else wants to work hard with you, just kind of fade out and you go, you know what? Screw it. Like, whatever. But when I went to juniors, everyone's there for a reason. They're all there to work hard. They're all there to the same collective mindset. And that just like transformed my game with tr- working out training every day i was on the ice 6 a.m sticking pucks with some kids and i was like i love this i couldn't get enough when like you know a couple months prior i was so burned out i didn't want to see an ice rink so the whole environment there was amazing like i would say anyone who has a chance to go play juniors should definitely do it 110 percent. yeah at, at that point if you if you like don't try there's really no point of just a playing it's like you go you go right. out all out or nothing pretty much that's, oh, 100%. that's how i always see it yeah, exactly. Even the, even then, I'll I'll try my, my hardest. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, how how did your team do when you guys were uh, in Montana? I think we were close to a little bit below five hundred. And like for me, like being on a, again being from Nashville, we played AAA teams like against Shack St. Mary's, like Crosby's old team against us. Okay, whatever. Like we we got smoked most every game, but in in Montana, we had competitive games with everyone in the league. There was one team, the Helena Bighorns, and I'll never forget this, the ring. Like, this is no joke. I didn't know this was illegal or what the heck happened. The face-off dots in, like, my zone were like this. One's, like, touching the blue line, and one is, like, below the goal line. It made no sense. But we played it like that. But that team was so sick. They had a bunch of NA kids on it, and they were just filthy. And, um, but I mean, for the most part, we would win either like eight, nothing or, you know, five to two or lose like six to two or stuff like that. I mean, we were competitive in the league and stuff, but again, we had a good coaching staff to try and help us get through it. We had a sick locker room outside. So it was cool to like come out to the fans and everyone like it, it was sweet. It was a good setup, but overall the team pretty good, did pretty well. Yeah. That, that, that's super weird with the face off dots. Like that, that I've makes literally that no well. sense. Right. I want to try and Google the rink and, and try and see it again because I'm like, how did, because they would ask me if I covered it in the middle, what side do you want it on? I'm like, oh, that side because the face off dot's way up there. <laughs> so I would try and grab, like, if I make a save on the right side, I'd push immediately to the left side so it would be as far away from me as possible. Uh, that, as long, the farther away it is, the, the better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, you were, uh, you got asked to be a emergency backup goalie by the Predators. So, like, what was that, like, whole conversation about? Like, or was it just, like, uh, like absolutely I'll do it? I mean, it was a it was a definitely absolutely I'll do it kind of thing. Like, I don't know many, many people who could turn that down, but uh, it was more – he reached out over Facebook Messenger. It was, it was Brandon Walker the first time, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, I've known him for a while, too. And he just was like, hey, would you want to do something like this? And it's – this is kind of what it would entail. We'll talk about it more over the phone. And – I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. For sure, we'll send right into that. And we talked about it for a little bit. Ben, the, the goalie coach, reached out to me, talked for a 15-minute conversation about what it entails, kind of catching up and stuff. And it kind of got more serious as time progressed. So the first year was kind of like, a, yeah, we're trying this new thing out. The NHL is making it to where you guys have to be on a legit roster to come to the games. You know, you can't be like a goalie coach. Basically make it to where we could play. Yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then, like, the next couple of years, we got, like, HR involved. We're, like, employees of the Preds getting paid through the Preds, doing just different stuff like that. And I was like, huh, this is a, getting it to be a little more legit setup. 
because there's no like rhyme or reason or rules with it for the most part because like the experience for different e-bugs around the world or our nation are so different compared to mine i know guys getting could make a full-time living off of being an e-bug i know guys that are like oh wait you get paid and get to sit like in the arena i'm like what it's just so crazy yeah so like he so you just got there he slid in the dms pretty much oh yeah oh yeah he slid in the dms and i was like for sure double tap that yeah so uh what It's so like, what's like a day in the life of like an emergency backup goalie for you? So I guess we'll do like the, like going to like the rank if it's like my turn for a game or something. Yeah. So I'll try and get there. If it's games at seven, I'll try and get there around like 6.10, 6.15. Get there pretty early. So we'll pull up to, so Bridgestone's got an a underground parking garage. So we have like special passes to get down there, like parking passes and stuff. They'll wave us on. They do have to do like the the drug dogs and bomb dogs and all that stuff and check out the vehicle. We say hi to them. We drive down and there's like the players parking. And so we'll park down there with them, say hi to all like the people down there. It's a giant operation down there, believe it or not. It's pretty crazy. And then we'll go through um, the doors, get our tickets, say who we are. We have like passes. We get wristbands or all access passes downstairs, go through security and just kind of hang out downstairs. Most times the guys are floating around down there. You can say hi and the other team's warming up playing sewer ball or whatever. Let's kind of kick it with them and then just go upstairs. We get some pretty cool seats. Actually, the Preds hooked us up. We're about like say 15 rows, 16 rows off the glass, pretty close to that, maybe 17, but no, they hooked us up pretty good with seats and get the same ones every time. So you get a plus one for every game. And uh, most times like bones, you know, we'll just take each other. <laughs> funny enough but um yeah and just hang out and just kind of you can't drink obviously like you you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just hang out get some waters and they'll pay us a stipend for food and all that so we just kind of hang out and have a good time enjoy the game yeah that that's just sick like you're just like you're you're a part of the team and like but you're not like actually playing the game but like hopefully you will at one point but if uh certain circumstances happen but right just, just being like that must but just having that like must be like an unreal experience overall oh man it's fun it's a really cool thing to do and like like one of my favorite parts is definitely the connection with the guys and like it's not like i feel like other sports it could be like this giant thing of like this separation and like i look at people as people and like they're the same way they're like oh man what's up goose like how are you buddy well life like everyone's just so chilling down to earth like because we skate with them all summer long they're all like, oh, come on the boat with us or hang out with us. Like, oh, man, they're, again, they're A1 people. I vouch for all of them. They're all super good people. Yeah. So this e-bug rule came in what year? 2014, I believe, right? Or 2015 yeah, or something like that? I, I think, yeah, it was like, I think the 14, 15, I think. Yeah, right, right, right around there regardless. But, yeah, that's when I was like, I remember – it was kind of like an unwritten thing of like, they used to have goalie coaches suit up. I mean, equipment guys, I mean, defensemen, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff happening and they just kind of shifted the rule towards this. You can't have any pro experience to be an e-bug. You can play college like Scott Foster played division one. Um, one of our other um, e-bugs played division one. I think it was Holy Cross back in the day. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy how it all worked out. Is that like the only restrictions that you guys have? Just like you can't play pro, pretty much. 
I believe so, yeah, because I have a good buddy of mine who definitely a good fit for the job, but he he played a small stint in the SB and I think a little bit with the coast, and they said he wasn't eligible to do it, which I was like, that kind of sucks, but I guess I kind of get it. Yeah, so were did, were you watching the game when uh, Pecorino scored there? Yeah, so funny enough, we were in Toronto, and we're at, at this, like, bar called Queenshead. We're doing a thing with Pavel Barber at the time, and I remember – one of our buddies, Colby, goes, yo, Pekka just scored a goal. And we're like, what are you talking about? And we pulled it up on the TV and we see Pekka scored a goal. We were running laps around the bar. We were so excited. And everyone's like, what are these losers doing? Like, we were just so pumped to see Peck score a goal because I know that guy deserves it more than anybody. Like, it was perfect, in my opinion. Yeah, because they, they scored against uh, the Hawks, too. Yeah, so. yeah, that was yeah. No, the one get the one game I didn't watch. Pecorino scored. I know, man. Like that was that was so sick. It was a good shot too. He he has a really really good shot. You, does he practice uh, shooting on on the net during like practices that when you're there? Or I've seen him do it before. Yeah, I've definitely seen him do it before. Like he's just like so smooth with his hands. Like it's it's crazy to see. Like he can just sauce. He can do whatever puck tricks. He's just very fluid with it. But I've seen him bomb some, and I'm like. I mean, and like, I've seen him really hit, like, pretty close to the goal line before the puck lands. Like, he can bomb some, some shots, man. But, yeah, he does practice that sometimes just for fun or whatever. But, yeah, he's, he's good at that stuff. Can, can you do that? Uh, I can get close. I could score a goal. But, like, if one of those things, it wouldn't be nearly as impressive as his. Mine would probably hit the far blue line before it landed or something. Not yeah. nearly as cool as his. Yeah. I I I scored a goal like as a goalie like last uh in the fall and winter season for men's league. It was, it was, oh, like, it was one of the weirdest ones, but like I didn't even shoot it down. Like it was like oh, a, what happened? It was like a two on one, and like the one dude shot it, and like the puck ricocheted off my pad, like to like the blue line because apparently no one was going behind him or anything. And then like the guy like brought brought it all the way back into his his own zone. And our guy just slashed the guy's stick without touching the puck and put in it, put it in his own net. So like, t- I got, I got credit with the goal. Technical, hey, whatever. That was the same thing with uh, with Chris Mason with the Preds too. He made it was like a, a PK for us. I think it was against the Ducks. To make a blocker save or something, they tried to feed it back with a sauce pass. The blue line bounced over his stick, went all the way down, and scored. <laughs> and goal's a goal, I guess. Yeah, and it was against another goalie too, like. He was he was in the net when that happened. Too. Oh, he was in the net. That's even funnier. But you you do Poor guy. you see those weird that weird shit happen men's league. Oh yeah, men's league is a very special place where anything can happen. Yeah, so that's funny. What has been like your favorite mem- memory of uh, being a e bug so far? Oh, favorite memory, definitely like. I'm sure Bones could attest to this too. Just like skating in the summertime with the guys. Obviously, the COVID thing kind of messed up most of that for us. But I mean, just being out there like four days a week, like two plus hours a day with them on the ice, just like working day in, day out, like doing the scrimmages and the games and stuff where it's so competitive, but it's all so fun. Like, okay, you know, this team versus this team, this team, if they win, buys this team lunch or whatever. And so they get super into it, and we're competing our ass off. And obviously, we're not Pecorino or, or, or use, but still, we, we work pretty hard. And if we win a game, you just feel so damn good. You're just like, yes, or you make a cool, a good save. And, the, and you know, like one of the Preds is just like, 
screaming F-bombs or whatever, and you're frustrating them, it's a great feeling. Just being like, yeah, we're doing something good. All right. There's little stuff like that for sure is just awesome. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned that you were uh, getting to bond with a lot of the guys. So how important is that that you have, like, the bond with all the teammates that you've met through your time in Nashville? Oh, I mean, I'd say it's super important. Like, so we have a lot of connections. I'm pretty involved in hockey in Nashville in general, but we have a lot of connections with different rinks and stuff. And the guys will be like, hey, Goose, like, can we skate the lab? And I'll get them in contact with the person for that. And it's like, man, this is awesome. We can jump out there and get, get lunch afterwards and just talk. And they'll hit us up for any small training session stuff. Because most times, like, Pex and use work pretty hard. You know, like, they need rest days too. So they'll reach out to me or Bones and say, hey, you want to jump in net for us? And want to hang out, want to go on the lake, just anything like that, just more or less as friends too, but also they can use us for any situation, which is great. It's just nice to have them kind of basically just in our phones whenever I can call them, which is nice. Yeah, that, that that's unreal because like usually you wouldn't think that like, they'd be like that personal and just be like strictly business, but like they do have that, they do have a personal side to them for sure. Oh yeah, they're all beauties, man. Again, the whole team's a bunch of A1 guys. Yeah, so what's, how's your relationship with, like, Pex and uh, UC? So, like, for the most part, um, like, I, I like Pex. Like, I've only skated with him probably, like, three or four times. But Pex is awesome. He's one of the last ones to come back from, from home whenever the season starts. But he's always been super nice and personable. I remember the first time I met him, he had just gotten back. And, you know, like, the time difference and the, the jet lag and the flight. And, like, he was just so out of it. And not I would say not doing his best out there. But, like, he didn't get frustrated. He didn't say anything. He was just, like, always so supportive of how we'd go in there and make a few good saves or whatever. He'd be like, hey, man, great job out there. Like, always so supportive and positive. Wanted to talk about his gear, his strapping, like, his new skates. Pex and Yus are giant gear nerds, like, massive gear nerds. And Yus the same way. I would talk to him about, like, life in Nashville, life back home, stuff here, like, what's going on in his world. And obviously nerd out about gear, too. But it, it's pretty cool for sure. They're, they're awesome, awesome guys. I would love to kick it with them, whatever. Yeah, goal, goalies are goalies are a different breed, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, we always band together, man. It's a brotherhood, for sure. Yeah, and, and like, you could talk to a goalie about anything, like, and they'll, like, I've, that's what I've noticed, uh, like, you could just talk to them about, like, anything, like, pads, gear, masks, even, and, like, even, they're just really personal, and, but we are, oh, yeah. we're, we're a little crazy, though, blocking uh, 100 mile per hour shots, uh, coming at us and like hitting us so. oh they're psychos man absolute psychopaths but i love it i mean someone's gonna do it right might as well be uh yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's actually how i got my uh you ever heard of kova suspenders mm. kova they're sick they're from finland oh they're they're super super nice suspenders and i saw that pex and use had them and i was like i was having suspender problems i have like these old reebok suspenders that i just had for forever that were so stretched out and he was like man like you gotta get yourself some of these check these out like they have like a like a breastplate like strap on so they won't slide off. I'm like, man, these are so so nice. And I was like, all right, I'm buying some. You know, you know, a couple of weeks later, whenever they came in, I would put them on. I was so pumped. They have like your name on the back. They're they're super cool brand too. If you need good suspenders, check them out for sure. Yeah, for sure. Are you a are you a, like are you a do you chest do you tuck your chesty in or do you leave it out like outside of like your your pants? Oh, I talk. I like, I like more form fit stuff. Even my, like my knee guards are more form fitted. Like I just like that kind of feel. Cause I hate whenever I reach for something and like it comes out and it's all awkward. I like it super 
for tight and suspenders down, pants up. I just like mobility, I guess. I know some guys like the, I think Lundy wears it over top like this too, but I just can't do it. Yeah, like I, I've tried both, and like I'm I'm more going towards the tuck because like every like once in a while I'll get like those little like the ones that like your like rib cage protectors like come off and like the puck hits you there and it stings it's a it's a stinger so yeah i I do like the i do like the tuck though yeah what chest do you have i have the s uh, the velocity v8 okay nice yeah it's it's one of the best it's the best one that i've had so far like i had like this old like ccm one before and like i was getting stingers like every skate I don't. I don't. Oh wow! I, I don't get any stingers with with this one. Knock on wood. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of chest do you have? It's the uh, it's the CCM Pro from a long time ago. I think it's like about seven years old now, maybe older. But I mean, I, it's 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 held up through pred skates. It's still I can move in it well. It's beefy. But like again, when I first wore it, I had this old like Eagle one that was I just like having mobility so i would take stingers but trying new chest guards i hate them because they're so bulky and you're just like oh, i can't move but i tried this one on and immediately fell in love with it and i've been happy pretty much ever since i've had to re-sew some straps and stuff but that's about it love it and i i don't know why but i'm i'm a nerd for the chesties for sure like i've like so many people are like giving me so many recommendations and i just can't wait to try all of them oh yeah yeah, I need yeah. some new pants. So if you got some good pants, let me know. I'm using like I think it's Pex old and Reebok ones from like 2011. I, I, I just got, they hold yeah. up great. I just got the Bauer, the Bauer one, a Bauer Pro Pro pant. I think it was the Supreme line as well. So it's it's holding up well for me so far, and I've only I've used it for the past month and a half, and I I really like it. Okay, I may have to check in something like that. I've I also updated my uh, cage and because I had a straight bar before I got the cat eye and oh cat eye so much better. A- after I got the cat eye, I was like I've gotten white instead of the chrome and like I I love the cat eye. Like I cannot go back to a straight bar. You feel like you're like in prison. You just can't see anything in front of your face. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's weird you could play go before that and then use the cat eye. You're like, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I I was questioning about getting it because like all like the like like the weird things that could happen but like i i think it's definitely worth uh worth the price for it oh yeah oh 100 yeah so uh, what's like a training day for you for like being uh being like an e-bug or like any like training day in particular in particular so do you know like maria mountain yeah mm-hmm. so maria mountain's awesome like i love her stuff like i'll vouch for her. she's she's great um so like before like say a training skate or something We'll try and do some warm-up stuff like i mean if you don't warm up and go out there because sometimes we have to coming from like i'm doing private lessons or something zipping in it's tough so you have to get there warm up early i do some mobility stuff that she does <clears throat> through like the shutout academy which is pretty good and go on the ice we'll do a quick little warm-up i just kind of get my blood flowing just do some mobility stuff my i have some hip issues on my right side so i'm trying to like really work those and make sure they're warmed up properly before i get into there and you'll we do reverse a thousand times in some of these drills. So th- doing that and the hard butterflies, again, with these guys, you can't take a second off. Like, it's yeah. like you, you, you skate with men's league players, like A-league guys. Could have been XD1, whatever, and they're good. And then you see the guys, like, we'll say Forsberg, for instance. 
who you could do anything the slightest second wrong and it's in the net. And I'm like, how do they, they're just that good. And you remember, oh yeah, they get paid millions of dollars yeah. to make people look like me look stupid. <laughs> so when you think of it that way, like I just really try and focus on like the mental side too. Like when I'm doing my warm up, I'll have like headphones in and say, okay, like visualize like what I'm going to do out there. I'm a big guy with visualization, just making the saves, building some confidence for yourself. Cause there's days, I mean, look, they could score like four goals on you in a row. And you're just like, I, I must suck at life or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't let yourself feel that way. And there's other times you'll make like six good saves in a row and you're frustrating them. It's just like trying to hold that positive mindset and just can visualize and really read the blade. And I'm just trying to think about all those things before I go out there and when I'm warming up and then just kind of translating thought into action after that. And then just yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have hip a hip problem too on like my on my left side from like when I was in high school and like I my buddy uh Dylan Kelly who plays in the in the FP right now in the FPHL right now and like he has like this mobility program and like I usually just do I do I do his programs to like war for like warm-ups after skates and all that I've done some Rio Mountain stuff as well and like I've done the the butterfly challenge of hers as well so like it like and warming up is very important as a goalie like I cannot go and just get back get in that right away without any doing any like hip mobility stuff at all yeah no it, it kills me man and like for me like like the thing I hate the most like I have nightmares about this like legit nightmares is if I'm running late and I get to the rink and I can't think about anything I'm having to throw my gear on I just walk on the ice and I'm like I just get like lit up. I just can't figure it out. I'm like, oh, when my routine's like shattered like that, I get rattled. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Yeah, that, that's the same for me too. Like last game, I I got there late, so like I was just like throwing shit together and like I I had to take like a couple like when whenever like because like they're in the middle of like a scrimmage, uh, so I just as we're on the other side, I just I just stretch out. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I'll, I'll seriously have nightmares about me leaving a skate and I'm having to find it. I can't find it. And somehow it's like on the top of the stall and I'm already like, yeah, I would have just nightmares about leaving a skate like on top of the locker or something and not being able to find it. And then just, you know, being 10 minutes late on the ice and then like the other goalies playing in front of me or it's like six nothing or everyone's yelling at me to get ready. And I jump out there and I let in the first like three goals. I'm just like, man, my life sucks. I'll wake up sweating. Just, I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that like that's that's my worst nightmare being late and then getting lit up right away. And, like you're like you're so un unprepared and like you're just you're just getting lit up. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what has been like your favorite like? Like you've trained with uh, with the predators, especially over the summer. So, like, what what's a uh, training day like for, like, when you skate with with the preds, like at, in the summer? So with them, like they they'll personally do like so. And we, I've been in there too with them a few times. Like once it gets closer to like training season, I kind of like out of respect for them, me and Bonesy will kind of dress in different locker room. So it's like, yeah, we're technically part of the team but dude i never earned like a spot in their locker room if that makes yeah. sense yeah so we'll, we'll dress in there a couple times and just go okay we'll go back to like the slums of centennial where we were skate at but 
um, they'll go in there. They have a full gym. I think massage tables in the back corner there now. Um, again, they've got all, a whole state of the art setup. It's unreal. I've seen some guys do like film and watch themselves and trying to work on different things in practice. Um, but yeah, they have a full, full setup back there. They'll do and run through their r- routines, depending on what goody the strength guy has them do. And then, uh, like I said, I'll just do my Maria mountain stuff or my, my own kind of similar workout routine like for a pregame visualize get headphones i'm a big music guy so music is important to me go out there and just try and not kill myself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically but um but yeah most of the time in the summer like for the first half they'll do uh, drills just it could be like you ever heard of the power edge pro yeah you'll see like all the guys now with like the it's the weird long thing with the stick mm-hmm. at the end yeah and they'll they'll be doing tons of pep stuff um, but just kind of quick acceleration, a lot of edge work, hands, early shots. Um, for most part, which I mean, me and Bones, you love this. Like one of my favorite things is when they'll finish up and they'll shoot from like top of the circle, just a hard snapshot or wrist shot, which again you, is extremely hard for them. But like, and we can track the puck all the way in, just get a good warm up in. And so whenever we shift to like a different drill, we can be fully dialed in and be like, okay, I can track the puck, I can see the puck, I felt it, I feel good. So, and then towards the end, we'll start doing more like bubble hockey stuff in the middle, a lot of games like 2v2, um, 3v3, different team stuff. There's a, we'll divide the ice in half and have it to where, what's, I don't even know what the game would be called, but you'll have like 3v2 on one side and 3v2 on the other side, but it'll be, you know, like outnumbering on the offensive side and your two defensemen try and get it over to you on their offensive side, if that makes sense. We'll do stuff like that to where it's like really team oriented. It's it's so much fun, and just watch them celebrate and talk talk shit to each other is so fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, because because if me and Bonesy talk shit like, oh yeah, take that. Like we'll get a good glove save or something. The next play will come down just try and bar down us. I'm like, okay, yeah, kick rocks. Yeah, I'm, I'm I love talking talking shit to your buddies, especially like when you make a big save and then they just come bearing down and trying to do trying to just like do whatever they can to get it past you and like they still can't like i i just love that yeah well, like one of my one of my favorite moments was like he, i think he was just having a rough day because like i mean he was tearing it up earlier i won't say who it was but he, he couldn't score on use and then when we switched teams he couldn't score on me he comes on a breakaway and he makes a hard fake and pulls it back and i reach and i just get the very tip of it with my glove and i catch it and I remember him rearing back and just snapping his stick over the post and then just like going behind me and just saying, excuse me, and grabbing his blade out of from behind the net and just going off to the bench. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to say something to him and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to let him ride this one out. Yeah, especially as, uh, if they're not having that, that good of, an, of a day, you don't want to say anything. Oh, yeah, because those guys are so competitive. I mean, obviously, as you know, they have to be competitive at that level, but they're just at the net just next level for everything so like a simple drill that you or i are like okay yeah whatever it's just like to them it's like a massive deal every rep's important everything matters it's it's the way it should be obviously yeah do you ever like dream of like do you ever do you ever like think of uh like playing an actual like nhl game like scott foster or, like david Ayers did and have you had any like close situations that that did happen to you um oh i think about it all the time going to the game and stuff it's like the whole day 
probably more than like, I guess I should, but like, you just think of like, man, if it happened today, make sure I eat right that day. You never know. Right. I'm not going to yeah. eat a whole basket of chicken wings with hot sauce and try and figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, Sammy, just kind of visualizing, just kind of like, I'll bring like my headphones with me to the rink just in case something were to happen. But other than that, not a whole lot changes. Like just kind of like, just make sure I feel good for going to the game and stuff. Um, the closest situation I got was actually my first game. I didn't have to suit it for anything, but I remember watching the warm up. It was the LA Kings and the Preds. And I remember they had their coast guy in that. Budai was sick. I'm not sure where Quick was. I think he was injured too or something. But Budai, I, I didn't know he was sick at the time. Budai was sitting on the sidewall, just like never jumped in for a shot, barely even moved. And this, this coast guy's seen all the shots. So I'm like, well, maybe he's really trying to make sure he's warmed up like whatever but come to find out like he had like i'm not sure what he had this food poisoning or what but he there's no way he could play in the game like there's no way and so if the coast guy would have gotten hurt i've had to go downstairs and got just ready and jumped into the kings like straight up which i thought to me was kind of a crazy thing because i'm sitting here like is that guy sick like should i be worried (laughs) you know yeah and then you're only it's only one goalie away at that point Exactly. So that's why I was like, because uh, I would rather it be, I mean, obviously I want no one to get hurt or anything of that ma- nature ever, but yeah. if, I, if at least if one person went down, I would have time to be like, okay, this is a possibility. I need to get my, my lowers on track, do some warm up stuff. But if it was just like, oh yeah, by the way, you're in and just run downstairs and like, kind of like you're being late, grab my stuff from my car and just whatever that would be awful. Yeah, I, especially going into an NHL game, that would be – I'd have nightmares about that. Like, it'd be fun, but, like, just, like, thinking about that, like, just, like, getting getting that call and saying you're going in you have to, like, rush. And, like, I just cannot think about that. Exactly. At that point, I would just go, you know what, send it. Here we are. This is it. It is what it is. Let's just have fun. Exactly. You just got to full send it sometimes. Oh, yeah, 100%. 110%. If you ever did get called to a uh, into a game, would you be more on the uh, nervous side or would you be more on the excited side? Oh, definitely nerves. I'd, I'd be nervous as heck. But I think like once I got out there, and just like because once you like the whole, it's like the whole mental thing leading up to it. You're like, oh my god, there's so many people watching. You know, this is crazy. This is happening to me. Whatever. But like for once, like once we step on the ice, we just kind of go back into our like our routine, right? Yeah. I mean, once I'm on the ice, I'm I'm playing goalie, and I can kind of tr- you know dial it back in there mentally and be more excited for the game than I am nervous. If that makes sense. Yeah, but I would that, definitely be nervous leading up to that, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I think I think everyone would be nervous. Like it'd be exciting, but like just the nerves before before you get on the ice. It's just, that I, that because I remember David Ayers saying something like he was super nervous, but when he got on the ice, like every everything just chilled chilled down. Like he was he was fine after that. Oh yeah, yeah. Nerves will kill you. If you're just out there having fun, doing what you do, I mean, man, you'll be you'll be fine. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about how you're a big music guy. So like, what what do you listen to before uh, you get on the ice? Oh man, I'm I'm big. Like I like heavier stuff. Like I've got like Vela Maya, Parkway Drive, I mean stuff like that. I mean Black Label Society, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean I like pop punk stuff to a day to remember. I mean anything like that, I'm I'm super into. I like country music too, like Taylor Swift and whatever, but for pump up stuff, that's what I mostly listen to. 
some rap like Xavier Wolf or Drake or you know things of that nature for sure. Yeah. What about you guys? I, I I really like country, so like I'll I'll listen to some country, but I also like mix like to mix in like those pump up like songs, like like rap even like uh, Pursuit of Happiness is a good song too that I like to listen to before. Yeah. Uh, what else? Some T Swift. I I do. There like you that. go. Uh, it 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 just depends on the on the game and how I'm feeling, pretty much though. But like overall, it's just like country and like pop popish popish rap kind of kind of stuff going yeah. on there. That's cool, man. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? I'm a little more like rockish. Like I honestly, to get me pumped up. I'd probably say ACDC. I really like their stuff because it's like really like up metal and like rock. And then, uh, well, there's another specific song for me. I'd say "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns and Roses is another one that oh, would yeah. really be like pumped up. Nice, nice, excellent choices. Yeah. So, uh, as an emergency backup goalie, do you have like any like crazy or like, cool stories that you've experienced as your time as uh, backup or like as a goalie overall? As a goalie, just like kind of like I said before, just like going in there and just having fun with the guys or doing like three puck with them and like beating some of the guys and watching them get frustrated, then just talking shit to them. And then like we've had some instances where we've like gone out to bars with them and had a had a great time. And like one of my buddies hooked us up with uh wasn't with the Preds guys, but was like, Hey man, come to this one bar. I've got some buddies there you'd probably love to see. And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Like go up there and say you're with so and so. And I was like, all right, go up there and sure enough, bone, like I was with Bonesy. Bonesy goes, dude, that's Connor Hellebuck. I'm like, what? <laughs> we were with the, the Jets guys. I was like, what in the heck? And he was just like, we were like, goalie nation. He's like, oh yeah, goalie. We're, they were all having having a good time to say the least. And it was, yeah, just like little stuff like that and different instances of going out. It's always a blast, but I don't know how much I can say as far as that goes. Yeah, it's it's tough saying uh because like all all the good times you just really can, can't really say but but what the things that you do say is they're also they're also a ton of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. So who is like a goalie that uh, you look up to? I mean, it seems like a cheesy answer, but like both Pex and Use, like I think they they really get it as far as like how to be. And I mean that as far as they work hard, they're really good people. They, they love giving back to the community. And Pex is an incredibly unselfish guy, same with use and their, their goalie partnership. It's like everyone kind of recognizes like how close their bond is. And they're both Finnish and, you know, they both, they've trained to think together a little bit back home, but they get, just kind of get how it is. Like you don't want to, you have those moments in tryouts where like you would wish like, okay, I hope he gets scored on to make me look better. It's yeah. like the exact opposite for them because they're 100% like, I want him to make every save. I want him to save the team. And I was like, that's like the most unselfish thing. And I know that's how they feel 110%. Like they're genuinely excited when they do well. It's just like, it's the way it should be. And that's why yeah. I look up to them as far as their work ethic and how they are as people. I think that's how every goalie should be, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they just seem like they're true professionals. And like, and just like you said, like that they don't want – anyone to get scored or they don't want to get scored on like they don't want each other to get scored on so like that that just brings over the intensity overall like competitiveness like even higher as well 
Oh, absolutely. And for a while there, you know, Pex wasn't doing super hot, like having like a like a mental slump, whatever you want to call it. And Yus was playing over him a lot more games. And the same thing, Pex wasn't mad at him. You can't be mad at your goalie partner for playing over you. You can be upset with yourself. Be like, hey, what can I do better? But it's not his fault that he's in that. He's worked his ass off. He deserves it. That's the same way Pex acted to him. Was we decided and just can treat him like gold. Because I know some goalies and their partners would be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to that guy because I'm pissed off at him. That's my spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they never did that, ever. This is sort of similar to Jack's last question. Uh, who is there a specific player that you kind of like looked up to and kind of modeled your game after when you were younger and when you first started getting into hockey and playing? As far as a player goes, my number one guy was Pavel Datsuk. I that guy again, Lady Bing Trophy. Like he just again didn't have to say a whole lot. His, his performance on the ice. His hands were incredible. His his vision, his creativity. I, I I'm a pretty good stake handler, like for for a goaltender for sure. And I just remember sitting in my driveway with like pucks all day long because I couldn't practice goalie really. I would do like some goalie stuff, but you can't have anybody showing you all the time. No. So I would get good at skating out and doing stick handling stuff and watching his drills and watching what he does and how smooth and effortless he was. I'm like, man, I want to be just like him. So I kind of was like learning to read like how he would like do escapes his vision like how he would think ahead of the game and like creating certain plays out of nothing i'm like man this guy's got it figured out and even to this day i've talked to a bunch of i've done some fantasy camps and stuff i had to play goalie for and and the guys would say the same thing like pavel Dotsuk was the best player i ever played against by far or with yeah he's 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 a very skilled guy and like i wish i wish he was still in the league but like I remember just seeing like all these sick shootout shootout moves and like how he how he undresses goalies. It's it was unreal to watch. Oh yeah, man, he's filthy. I mean, everyone remembers you know the Turco thing or with Vokun, and you're just like, oh, I felt so bad about that. But the way he sells it, it just looks so good. Yeah, for sure. So, who who do you think has who has the hardest shot that you face from uh, the Preds? I remember <laughs> they all shoot wicked hard. I got, I got two instances of like where I found that out. I think it was like day three of me skating with them. McLeod or Bass, I remember who it was, comes in and just absolutely cranks one right to my face by accident. Like comes in with a hard snapshot, like right at the hash marks, boom, right in my cage, dents it. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> and then I had one time, again, with no effort. This is, tr- this is a true story. So they were doing – I was on the defensive side. Bonesy was on the offensive side. So we're just doing some D drills over here. Shots on the point. I'm like, okay, sick. I can get warmed up, kind of start feeling myself. He would do a couple, like, quick escapes and whatever and walk the blue and do a snapshot. This is Yossi at the top. Yossi just walks in. One stride from the blue line, just one tiny stride. Let's go a snapshot. I'm sitting here. I didn't even realize he shot it until it was halfway to me. It was over my shoulder, bar down. I'm still standing up just like, did he just get what? Getting thinking, I'm going to have time to save this and track it. Dude, he just, I mean, it looked like he didn't even try. <laughs> bar down. And he started celebrating. I was like, okay, I'm awake now. We're good. <laughs> I'm back. It's just like you just don't even give him the respect. And you just you forget how good they really are. Because mm-hmm. they can all shoot like that. Like one of my buddies I was getting close to this year was Grimaldi. He, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's hysterical. I love that guy to death. He's such a good person. 
but he is also like you'd think for his size like okay wouldn't have that hard of a shot this guy rips bucks absolutely can just pick any corner he wants wherever he wants and just rifle just as hard as anybody else i'm like man man <laughs> you can't take time off of anybody you know mm. and when the when the puck whizzes through your past your ear and you could like hear like the the wind it's just yeah like i, I could only, i could a snapshot, a snapshot yeah i could only imagine like you'll be like that just go in i'm like oh yep yeah, oh yep yeah, here we are <laughs> i'm back yeah, yeah it was is- crazy all I'm saying is I would have been surprised if you I'm, – all I'm saying is I would have been surprised if you didn't say Roman Yossi is one of the hardest shots you faced against. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy is that guy is strong and extremely skilled. Like, well, I, we faced up into slap shots before, too. And, again, it's like they're so quick with everything. Even the release of the slap shot, like, they can get it, you know, a full swing in it, like, under a second. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you really have to get there quick. And with those guys too, it's like you could. We did some two on zero stuff where they would make a move and feed a pass across. Where you know it's a pass across, you know where the guy's at, you know you should get there, but they get it there so quick and off their stick so fast, you just can't stop it. It's like it's it's crazy. That that that's wild. So like, how how is tracking for you? Like, is it is it easier than you thought it would be, especially coming off like a quick shot, or like it's, or like did it have like. Uh, was it difficult to, to like see that? It's it's now that we're kind of used to it. Now it's gotten a lot. It's a lot easier. Like at first, you're kind of like you can kind of see what they're doing. But the thing is, with them, they're extremely deceptive. Like they are, the way they do everything is like they can, they'll open up their eyes. Their whole body language is going to one side, and then their blade opens up and it goes a complete opposite direction than what you think. But you sell yourself. You're tracking down, say blocker side, and it goes high glove, and you're like, what? One of our buddies, Cal O'Reilly, does this thing. It's just it it pisses me and Bonesy off because we know he's gonna do it, and he always he almost always scores on us. He'll come down and he does like this ha- weird half delayed clap thing, and he angles his blade like it's gonna go like high glove, and as his blade hits, he opens it up for like a hard sauce that goes blocker side high, and he burns like use and pecks with it, and like I'm like, what is that? But it's just blade deception. And if anyone cheats to a side, he just follows through with his regular original shot and it goes in. You're like, what? Like how creative they are. It's just stupid, man. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's like, all about deception at that point. Yeah. The, the deception is crazy. Like I have a friend, like he, he usually beats me five hole a lot. And like, he like, he has like his, he opens his blade up and that literally at the last second, he closes his blade and it goes, just goes five hole. And like, I'm not expecting that at all. It's so, like deception is key and it's hard to stop it as a goalie. Oh, yeah. And those guys know, like, obviously they've been shooting on people like Pecorino, some of the best goalies in the world. So, obviously, to us, it's just like, oh, geez. Like, we're trying to, like, catch up to their <laughs> their status. But, yeah. like, they'll, they'll come in and, like, it's like they just keep their options open the whole time. They'll have their hands in a functional position where they could shoot or also still do a full, like, extension deke on either side. And it's like we, we have to always be ready. We can't sell out, but you want to sell out, but you can't. But if you do, you like they just they expect you to make a certain move and they have a way out of everything you do. If yeah. you butterfly, they'll go this way. If you don't butterfly, they'll do this. If you butterfly, recover and come back this way, they'll do something else. They just keep a, as many options open in their head as they possibly can to beat us. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. That it's it's unreal. And uh, to fin- to like 
close this thing out a little bit like i've heard from from bonesy that you uh go on a lot of like hockey adventures and like you have like video shoots with pavel barber and all that it's like how's it's like what's that experience like like playing with or shooting with uh pavel barber and like all like the hockey adventures you've been on oh man like getting super fortunate to be able to do that stuff number one like that was such a cool experience Again, me and Bones, he did like a seven-hour – well, we flew to, to Washington, to Spokane, and then drove seven hours to get to uh, – so it was Canmore, which is in Alberta near uh, um, Lake Louise and stuff. We see all those sick hockey pictures. Yeah. And we met Pabs down there and stuff, and I was like, man, this guy is super cool. He's super nice. But another guy named Justin down there who was, does like the hockey um, – it's like hockey sport test is his yeah, Instagram. Yeah, something like he's, that. He's sick. They're all unbelievable people, and we just had the time of our life, man. Skating pond hockey with, like, mountains in the background. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And obviously having Pab there just doing sick stick handling stuff. We're playing goalie on these, like, incredible lakes. Just, like, what an experience. I mean, I couldn't say enough positive things about it. We're supposed to go back in November. Knock on wood, that still happens. I, I would love to see that again, man. And even with Toronto, seeing kind of, like, we're more or less his neck of the woods. And, like, just seeing, like, his different rinks where he skates at. And, the town was un- unbelievable man super super fortunate to be able to do that stuff yeah that it, i've seen some of the videos and like the like the with the mounts in the background the the lakes like clear it's like unreal like i would i definitely wish i could uh go up there and like and definitely uh skate on there because it it blows your mind yeah i mean like and to think like I don't – I me and Bonesy were talking. If someone has, like, a, a picture of, like, goalie stuff on there, like, send it because we've never seen anybody in, like, goalie gear, like, on Lake Louise like that, like, yeah. playing hockey that we could find. I'm like, maybe we've done something that not many people or if anybody else has done that before or at least gotten on video, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy. Just to skate on there was such an experience. But to play goalie on it, nuts. Yeah. So, like, what has been, like, your favorite, like – place that you've visited that you've went to to play hockey favorite i like i liked montana for like just the the juniors experience and stuff but i mean it's the same thing gorgeous mountains the town was everything's like quarter size like best buy you think of like a big best buy it's like quarter size like everything's so much smaller there because it's such a small town obviously but again same friendly people just the the air out there is so pure i mean i just I loved it. The mountains there too were just unbelievable, like gorgeous. And they were in our backyard too. My, uh, my billet family had two daughters and like super awesome husband and wife. And they had a pretty nice house we stayed in. Again, very fortunate there too, because some of our other kids didn't get a nice house. And we had like a pool table downstairs and like a nice like fireplace out back where we'd sit out back and just hang out, you know, and enjoy the mountains and always be deer in the morning. Just, I like stuff like that. Appreciate little things like that. Yeah. Just, just being outdoors too. It's, being i love being outdoors and especially like seeing like all the like the deer and like the animals come out it's, it's peaceful yeah but i would say like my favorite moment from like montana was like I, it was early morning i was out there by myself in goalie gear and i remember like the sun was coming up and i could see like the sun hitting like whitefish mountain like i said i had a giant like window from my crease i could see whitefish mountain in the background of it and I was just sitting there with like a little bit of fog in the rink. I'm like, this is a perfect hockey moment. Yeah, that that's unreal. I I cannot imagine that. And just seeing that would be would be awesome. It was a good time for sure, my man. Yeah. So I have uh, 
I have one more question for you. It's like, how'd you What's get up? your, how'd you get your nickname of a goose? <laughs> so when I was five years old, my dad, funny enough, he brought home geese is like some Easter present. And like, you think like, okay, they're geese, like, like Canada geese will just fly away or whatever. They were like 10 bucks as a cool little gift. Well, he bought farm geese who can't fly. And they, for whatever reason, because I was close to their size, being five years old, they were like, yo, we'll just follow you around. I could get close to them. I could pet them and stuff and hang out with them. And he was like, I guess they're not leaving after the first week. So we bought like a kiddie pool for them to swim around in food. And we had them for no joke, 11 years. Like if I could find the video, I'll send it to you guys. But there was a video of like one of our, they can glide, but they can't fly. Kind of like turkeys. Yeah. So they would, we would go down our long driveway. And the one goose I have the longest time, Mr. Goose, would fly next to the truck all the way down the driveway. Once we hit the bottom, he'd turn and try and go back up. It's crazy. Like, I, I could pick up the geese. I could do whatever. But they hated everybody else. So they just called me the Goose Whisperer or Goose in this case. That, that's awesome. Crazy. I know. It's a little bit Some different. You think, like, yeah. Top Gun or whatever. Yeah. You never think of those stories. And then, like, when they come up, it's, like, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's, like, Wow. Just a guy who had geese, basically. <laughs> the goose whisperer. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Tyler, do you have any more questions? Yeah, I got one more. And I got to say, again, unbelievable story for the nickname. I mean, that's probably the best one I've heard as far as nickname-wise. Awesome story <laughs> there, Dylan. Uh, uh, my last question for you is, I believe you mentioned earlier in the episode that you grew up in Massachusetts. Am I right? So oh, my, I my dad do- did. My dad did. I grew up in Mount Juliet. My dad, that's how he got me into okay. hockey down here, was from having that hockey culture up there and brought it down here. Okay. Um, then this will be a more of an open question. Then, Did you have a favorite uh, NHL team growing up? I mean, well, funny enough, like when I was a kid, I, I, I liked the Preds, but I kind of liked the, the Red Wings too. I liked kind of different teams. I liked the Sharks. My favorite player when I was a little kid was like Owen Nolan. And my only reasoning behind that was his name sounded cool. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it just – I kind of bounced around. But I settled with the Preds for sure just because the experience and, again, like how awesome the coaching staff was with, with getting involved in hockey. And, and, again, having, like, contact with, like, Mitch Korn too, like doing special goalie, like free goalie Q&A things just to give back to the community. I'm like, man, Preds are my team for sure, 100%. Yeah. I, I, w- I would imagine, like, any time you get that experience, like – they have to be like one of your, they have to be a favorite for sure. Yeah. So uh, Goose, thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, we really appreciate your time. And this was, this was a ton of fun. I, I loved it. Oh. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I'm trying to see if I could get, how I can get speakerphone on this, but oh, it's fine. Whatever. But no, I really appreciate you guys' time and reaching out to me. And again, it gives a lot of fun, guys. You guys have a cool little podcast here. I'll be looking forward to hearing some more episodes from you guys. Yeah, sounds good. We we appreciate that, and we want to wish you uh, the best of luck for for the future and like your earnings uh, backup gig. And we'll we'll for sure have to come up to uh, Tennessee for sure to Nashville. Oh, you guys are always welcome, man. We got places to stay, whatever you want, man. But have a good time. Sweet. We would like to say thank you to the goose for coming on the show we really appreciate his time and this was such a great interview we we enjoyed every moment of the interview and dylan was a great guy to interview
has some great stories, great, great lessons. And we'll, we'll catch you in the next episode. But, but before we go, please follow us on Instagram at on the spot sports with underscores between each word. So on underscore the underscore spot underscore sports on the spot sports and listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts at on the spot sports. And we'll catch you in the next one.